Praise God. I wanted him to get some exercise. We were out eating today. and um, Did you eat more than me? I think you did. Amen. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we bless you tonight for your mercy and for your goodness. We're so thankful to be in your house another time. We thank you for Praise Temple and we thank you for Ark. We thank you, Lord, for this pastor and diocesan all of the bishops and pastors who are here today, for all of your people who are here today, we give you praise and glory. But most of all, Lord, we're glad you're here because were you not here, our gathering would be in vain. But we're grateful for the presence of your spirit that permeates this atmosphere. And we thank you, Lord, even for the privilege to be able to worship you we thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you for that name that is above every other name. <laughs> and Lord, we just thank you because you do so much for us. Tonight, Lord, we want to thank you because you're a healer. We ask you to go where Suffolk Bishop Dobbins is. Send that healing virtue through his body. We're glad for the progress, Lord, you enabled him to make. But now uh, we ask for a full recovery. And Lord, every sick body in this room right now, some came out to your house with maladies and ailments and aches and pains. But you said by your stripes we're healed. And so we claim healing. Healing in our body. Healing to our soul healing to our mind. Oh God, send us away tonight better than when we came. Anoint this frail preacher to preach your word. Anoint uh, these saints and your frail preacher to hear your word and make us overcomers. Lord, if you want to save somebody tonight, we'll rejoice for that soul. Get glory and honor. And we thank you even now in that wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said... And a couple of more people said, until everybody said, and let's put our hands together and clap our hands. Make some noise for the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. I want everybody to tell somebody the Lord is in this place. Amen. Tell somebody else that the Lord is here. He's already here. Amen. All we got to do is practice his presence. Can we practice his presence one more time? Hallelujah. 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 Thine the glory. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord, and we certainly are grateful to God tonight for his goodness and for his mercy. We're thankful that God has allowed us once again to be back in the wonderful environs of the house of the Lord. I don't know any other place I'd rather be uh, than in God's house. Amen. Uh, it is a wonderful place to be. I often quote, I did it, I think, uh, Thursday night, no, Wednesday night, quoted the late Elder Royal Titus Bozeman. I'm not going to have you say it or ask you to say it to each other.
but uh, used to run revivals for him in Inkster, Michigan back in the day. And every Sunday morning in the revival, he would have the saints repeat to one another. And I know better now what he meant. I was real young then, but he had the saints turn to each other and say, neighbor, I'd rather be in the house of the living God than in the best hospital in the whole wide world. <laughs> you know, the older you get, the more sense that makes. Amen. And uh, so we should never take God's house for granted. You never know when you won't have a chance to be here. And so that's why we ought to praise him while we got a chance. The old mothers used to say, believe I'll testify while I got a chance. Because guess what? I may not have a chance anymore. You can be here and a stroke take you out of here after service. It could happen. Amen. But isn't it nice if the stroke took you down? You got some praise already on deposit. Amen. That's why you want to send as many praises up as you can. Amen. So that when you can't move, you got enough on deposit. Amen. And you can make a withdrawal. Y'all don't hear me. You, you can praise God so much until you can make a withdrawal on those praises. And so we're grateful and we're thankful tonight uh, just for the privilege of praising him. I'm so happy to be here at the Atlantic uh, Regional Conference, uh, acronym, uh, by acronym known as ARC. And uh, we're certainly glad to be in the Red Conference. I was sitting there and I kept looking at this thing and I said, what does red mean? Amen. I said, did Bishop Speaks give the conference another name? And, and uh, then I, before I leaned over and asked him, I saw realigning, expanding, and developing. The perfecting of the saints as suggested in Ephesians 4 and 12. What a, what a wonderful model to have uh, for a conference. And I was just sitting here. I don't know if my little thoughts uh, matter or not, but I was sitting here just admiring uh, ARC tonight. And ARC really is one of the younger councils in the PCAFI. But you certainly couldn't tell that by uh, what we see and feel in this room tonight. A wonderful delegation of saints. There's wonderful order in this place from the time I arrived, from my greeting, even at the airport, uh, up until now, uh, dinner, it was like a banquet tonight. The table was uh, just laid out. Beautiful decor and decoration, the flowers. I don't know if they were roses or carnations. What, was, what were they? What are they? They flowers, y'all. They flowers. They're flowers. It looked good over there. You should, when you, before you leave tonight, is it gone or is it still there? It's gone, but they're up here now. But you, uh, you should have been over there. I'm telling y'all. We sang a song. You ought to been there. <laughs> but what a dinner we had! Pork chops were so tender, and uh, it's nice when food tastes good. But when it's pretty too. And I looked at those chops. They had grill marks. You know, it looked like one of the steaks I cooked, Bishop Edwell. Amen. The grill marks were just pretty. Amen. Uh, uh, on the 
pork chop. Wasn't like that rib that uh, District Elder Sears had one time. Can I talk for a second? Because I'm not going to preach long. Amen. That's my son over there. And um, you know, we, we always go back and forth about who's the best barbecuer. Pastor Porter thinks he can barbecue. And uh, now Bishop Edwell done jumped in on the, on the act. He put his grill out. But one time, Pastor Sears, he jumped the gun, and uh, he had some ribs, slab of ribs on a fork, holding it up like that. Now, it would have been all right if the ribs had been cooked. <laughs> but he's holding up a slab of raw ribs. I'm, what, what that mean? That don't mean nothing. Amen. <laughs> but it was beautiful over there. That's the point I want to make. Went into your bishop's office, and I was—he privileged me to dedicate this church, and I, that was one of the greatest honors uh, I have had. And I appreciate him for according me that honor. But uh, this uh, this lovely church—is it a lovely church? Just beautiful, just beautiful. And uh, I went in the office when I come back this time. He done turned the office all the way around. Done built new rooms and, you know, it's real fancy. Got a whole little seating area over there, you know. And then uh, you come into this room and the lights, the theatrical lights in place, uh, the, the projectors and the screen, the baptistry. Uh, I'm looking uh, at the screen about Red Conference and the, and the council. All the information is there. Everything is laid out to perfection. I took a picture of these banners because I'm going to go back to my council and ask them, how come we don't have no banners like this? Amen. But um, I'm saying all this, you know, because there's a spirit of excellence at the Atlantic Regional Conference. Look at these pastors tonight. They all dressed up. Amen. Clergy collars on. All that good stuff. Now, I would have had my clergy collar on, but they didn't tell me. That's the only thing they didn't do excellent. They didn't tell me till yesterday. And so I was already in D.C. for two nights, and young man was going to express mail it. Uh, but I told him, it ain't that deep, son. I think they'll, they'll excuse me tonight. But I don't have mine on because your bishop didn't tell me that in time to get it. But there's excellence here. I keep telling people everywhere I go, excellence is not by accident. There's intentionality. And the reason this council, and we got to learn how to do this, how to understand it. The reason this council is so excellent is because it has an excellent leader in Bishop Vernon Spinks. And I know you've stood once. I want you to stand again. Let's salute this mighty man of God. He's a man of excellence and distinction. He's anointed. He's humble. He's God's servant. And he's God's man for this time. And I just wanted him to hear that from my mouth tonight. Whatever that means, we love you. I love him as a brother and as a friend. And he has proven himself to be a real friend. And I thank God uh, for him. Now, I've made several trips. I'm just thinking uh, we're going to be doing something. So I'm telling uh, uh, Praise Temple. Now, I've been out here twice. 
Now, I've been out here three times. So don't y'all be tripping when he's gone for a few days. Amen. Why don't y'all say something? You got to share. You know, this got to be fair. But we appreciate Bishop tonight. And uh, while we're loving on him, I don't want you to keep standing. This is the last time I'm going to ask you to stand. You can sit and love on everybody else. Because after a while, my knees start hurting. I know about y'all. Do y'all knees, when you get near 65, do your knees get stiff? I can't be keep standing up and sitting down. So let's stand up one time and salute the First Lady of this council. Then we're just going to sit down and clap for everybody else. He's bad because she's bad. And we love this woman of God. We appreciate her tonight. And I know her handiwork is also in this atmosphere. Now, we're going to rest our knees rest of the way. Let's thank God uh, for the vice chair of this council. District Elder Smith, my son, me and Bishop Spinks share him. And we want to thank God he's not here tonight. I think we can stand one more time. He loves this council. Part and parcel with this council. I think we would be remiss if we didn't give God a special praise for Suffolk and Bishop Dobbins. Come on. I hope he is watching. I hope his dear wife is watching. I owe you a call, Lady Dobbins, and I will return that call. I got it. He's in our prayers. You'll hear from us, and the Lord will bless. I'm honored. Uh, one of our newest bishops on the board, uh, very progressive, mighty man of God, part of our executive office, and um, uh, I can't remember all these other acronyms uh, that he heads up and leads, uh, but he's doing a great job in the PCFI. I'm happy he's one of our bishops now. Bishop Edwell, would you give him a hand clap tonight? Honorable man of God, and uh, he's flanked by one of my spiritual sons and one of our associate pastors at CAM, uh, who is also working, uh, doing a tremendous job uh, in his capacity in the PCFI. He's here on Kingdom Business along with Bishop Redwell, and he's going to be preaching tomorrow night, but I praise God for Pastor Aaron Porter. And uh, pastor of the newest church. I said it. Y'all ain't going to say it, but I'm, I'm calling out the elephant in the room. Amen. Pastor of the newest church in Ark. My son, District Elder James Sears, our international youth president, international officer. And uh, what's the name of your church again? Praise and Deliverance. Praise and Deliverance is at Praise Temple. Isn't that something? So we thank God for him tonight, uh, for the district elders, uh, for the bishops, uh, and all of these pastors, we salute you in your respective office. I got another son over there, Pastor uh, Bridges. He, he uh, treats for us this last Tuesday. He's supposed to have been teaching Bible study, but he preached Bible study. Amen. I've been, I'm messing with him today. He was under a new kind of unction. I think it's that new hair he got, but, but uh, <laughs> I ain't mad at him. I got some ball spots in mine. You need to tell me where to get it, man. I need to hook. I need to hook up. I'm thinking about getting me a weave. I don't know. Get me a weave. Is that what it is? A weave? 
Sisters don't want to tell me what to do. All right. <laughs> Dr. Dana, good to see you tonight, man. Love you, sir. Amen. Praise God for you. All right. I'm not going to be long tonight, and I need your prayers. This is my uh, third consecutive night. I've been in watch our nation's capital the last two nights, and uh, now I'm here in Carolina, and uh, tomorrow we'll head to Detroit. And uh, I want to just go to a familiar passage of Scripture for me um, in the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 5. Will you pray for me tonight? I need your prayers. I want verse 24. It says, when thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, then thou shalt bestir thyself, for then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word, for we are the hearers and by faith the doers on tonight. I'm going to ask us again to read that um, verse with me. I'm going to read it to you again. And then the third time out, because there's nobody here but us, I'm going to ask you to read it along with me aloud. And I hope that you who are streaming tonight are connected as well, that you're participating just as we are in this room tonight. Somebody say amen for the streaming congregation. Glad you're here, but we want you to participate and pray and uh, work with us tonight. Whatever we do in this room, you do there. And the Lord will meet you in that e-sanctuary. He says, and let it be when thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt bestir thyself. For then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. I want us now to read it together a third time. But this time we're going to read it aloud if you don't mind and so what does it say, dear saints of God? Let it be. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. To smite the host of the Philistines. I wanted to just <clears throat> use these words tonight. Um, I'm continuing on from... Uh, where I was in Washington, D.C., I want everybody to tell somebody, listen for the sound. Listen for the sound. This passage of Scripture came uh, back to my spirit, and I believe it came, came back because I think there's some, something in it that the Lord would uh, like all of us to ascertain even on this evening. I think that God is in this era and in this time is very concerned about you and I in relationally with him. It's important that we have a relationship with God. Sometimes I don't think relationships are emphasized as, as they ought. I think that uh, in the church, 
we become mechanical and robotic. I don't think it's intentional. I, I think it, it just happens. There's something about human nature that uh, when we do something for a period of time, if we're not careful, we take whatever we do for granted. Again, I, I, I want to suggest to you it's not sinister. I don't even believe it's intentional. It's, but it is a, a result of sin. It's the result of our fallen nature. It's the result of our fallibility as human beings because we are housed in these fleshly bodies. It's difficult for us to focus on God as we are. You really have to fight to focus. I don't, I don't know about you. I, that's the truth for me. I, I, don't, I, I didn't come to pontificate tonight. I, I, I'm struggling to focus all the time. I, when I'm in service, I struggle to focus. Sitting over here with the ministers and men of God, I struggle to focus because there, there's so many distractions. And then again, I'm veiled in this body, my soul and my spirit. I'm veiled in this body of, of earthly clay, which is, which is contaminated and fallen. I want everybody to hear me tonight. I, I, I don't care how long you've been saved. I got a little history now in the Lord, and I'm not boasting in myself. I make my boast in the Lord because I know I didn't keep myself. God kept me. But this year, I celebrated uh, being saved for uh, 53 years. I appreciate the Lord for that. I never, who would have thought I'd ever been saved? Over half a century. Amen. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> But let me tell y'all something. My body don't know I have the Holy Ghost. The flesh that I'm in. <laughs> you know what? My flesh has been resisting God for 53 years. Isn't that something? Oh, not me. I heard somebody say, not me. Well, I, I, I want to know, are, are you deeper than the Apostle Paul? Can I get a witness in here? D deliver me... <laughs> <laughs> from saints who are so spiritual that they forgot that they're human. You're a human being. This is the first time I want you to bother your neighbor. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you is a human being. And tell him, if you don't believe it, let me slap you right now. <laughs> don't slap him now. Don't slap him. We don't want no fight to break out in church. But I guarantee you, if your neighbor slapped you, you would feel the slap. And I'll tell you something else. 80% of us would be tempted to retaliate. Saved as you are. Because we're housed in these vessels. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? <laughs> Paul talks about his own struggle. And <laughs> he said, when I would do good. Didn't he say it? Evil is what? Always present with me now he wasn't talking about the devil see we always want to put everything on the devil let me tell you something the devil does enough but the devil don't do everything well y'all don't believe me 
every foolish thought you have was not demonically inspired. Some of those demonic thoughts is your foolishness. Can I get a witness in here? Anybody in here ever think some dumb things? Anybody in here ever been tempted to do some dumb stuff? And who's glad that God blocked them when you was getting ready? No, you would have did it. Don't act like, no, I wouldn't have done it. No, 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 no. You would have done it. You better be glad God got in your way. Messed up your plans. Hello. I made plans to sin. See, you notice how it got quiet? Because nobody wants to, nobody, it amazes me, nobody wants to acknowledge their fallibility. I didn't say I plan to sin every day. I'm telling you somewhere in 53 years, I woke up one morning and my mind wasn't right. I went out some nights. I wish I had some help. And I didn't have the right mind when I went out. I made up in my mind I was going to dip and dabble. But because he loved me so, he stepped in and blocked my plans. Oh, I wish I could get some help here. I praise God from what he kept me out of. I'm going to go a step further. Not only do I praise him for what he kept me out of, but I just tell the whole truth. I thank him for what he got me out of. He brought me out of the miry clay. Set my feet on a rock to stay. Put a song in my soul today. A song of his praise. There's a song in my heart the angels can't sing. I've been redeemed. How about y'all? I've been washed in the blood of the lamb. And, and, and not only was I washed, I'm so glad that his blood is yet cleansing me. If we sin. I don't plan to sin. You don't plan to sin. And we get nervous when we talk about, well, you know, I talk about, I'm talking about hoes. I'm preaching the Bible. God, you better be glad. Aren't you glad he made a provision for you if you sin? If you sin and all the other saints look down their nose at you, we have an advocate with the Father. If you won't pray for me, Jesus already prayed for me. And he said, I pray that your faith will fail thee now. Oh, I wish somebody would give God some glory. Praise him for, praise God for holding on faith. Can I get a witness in here? Holding on faith. And, and then don't take credit for your faith. The only way you keep on believing God is because he prayed for your faith. Said, I don't want your faith to fail. Lord, don't let me fail. Hallelujah. So, so we're here and we're struggling and we're, we're battling and we're pushing and we're, we're trying to uh, 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 get to victory. And Paul talks about it best. I'm not going to preach about Paul, but I just want you to get that image in your mind when he talks about uh, the man that he knew. And I know uh, it's easier for us because of our, our um, tradition and how we have been taught to believe that what Paul writes about in Romans 7 is a descriptor of him prior to salvation. But I, 
I beg to differ, differ with you. It's not Paul talking about himself before he got saved. He's talking about himself after he got saved. One day we're going to learn that holiness is a process. You don't learn how to live holy overnight. I don't care what you said. I know we testify. Oh, when I got saved, he took the taste of the cigarette out of my mouth. I'm not arguing. He probably did, but there was something else he didn't take. See, you only test. You only want to testify about the test you passed. But you don't want to tell. I wish we had somebody that would tell the rest of the story. That would tell somebody, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I got delivered from that right away, but I struggled with this for five years. And he didn't throw me away. And let me tell you something else. And I didn't leave the church. I stayed around long enough so he could get the wrinkles. Can I get a witness in here? Aren't you glad that, that you stayed around long enough for God to save the rest of you? And he's yet saving me? Oh, I wish I had somebody. Somebody praise God for what he's doing in your life right now. Oh, there's something. We got, we got something to praise him for. We minimize our testimony and minimize our journey but 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 god is has delivered me i i guess i keep telling about I'm, I'm 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 at that office nowhere else for me to go so i need to tell the truth now you know uh, i don't need to, i don't need to smooze and booze uh, uh somebody got to be honest and and tell people that 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 they grew in god and developed in god and and that some days it was hard to serve the lord and and I, I know some of y'all, you never had a mind to go back. I thought about going back more than one time. Can I get a witness in here? Amen. But God kept my mind and didn't let me go back. When, when I wanted to go back, when the pressure, you ain't ever been under that kind of pressure where you were exasperated. You mean to tell me that you're better than the prophet Elijah who called fire down out of heaven? And after he prayed the fire down, he got out in the wilderness and sat under a juniper tree and was on the precipice of suicide. That's how depressed he was. No, he didn't kill himself. But he said, oh, Lord, it is enough. I want you to kill me. I can't get no help here. He had just prayed fire out of heaven. And then he fell into depression and he wanted to die. We got to quit perpetrating. Look at your neighbor and say that to your neighbor. Tell him, you, see, you notice how your neighbor didn't say nothing to you that time? If I said, look at your neighbor and say, the check is in the mail, then you'll holler. You'll holler, the check is in the mail. But when we talk real life, we don't want to. We don't want to deal with each other. You can't help me perpetrating. I need somebody that's been where I have been, that deals with what I have dealt with. And that's why sometimes I don't even bring my issues to other saints because other saints always want to act like they're better than me. 
that they won't identify with me and they won't tell me that they've been where, where I've been. We need more church mothers that can tell the young sisters not about them as church mothers, but their struggles when they were young. Getting quiet again. We ain't just started having babies out of wedlock in 2023. They were having babies out of wedlock in 1923. I can't, can I get some help here? Somebody open your mouth and shout glory. The devil is a liar. We don't want to tell folk about our history. We don't even want to identify with people. And so sometimes, let me just remind you, because there may be somebody in the church tonight who's frustrated. When you can't depend on people, you can depend on God. When you can't tell people about your situation because they refuse to identify with your situation, you can always take it to Jesus. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. He is able to succor us. And he said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. He said, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I'm so glad when I can't talk to nobody else, I can talk to Jesus. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus because Jesus can help me. And Jesus alone. Somebody give Jesus praise for being your helper. Tell your neighbor, the Lord is my help. Oh, they didn't believe it. Find somebody that will believe it. Look at somebody elsewhere and shout out at them and say, the Lord is my help. My help coming from the Lord. Hallelujah. I feel some help right there. I don't know about y'all, when I speak in tongues, I feel my help coming on. That's the Holy Spirit ministering to my spirit, telling me, hold on, child of God. I feel like telling somebody right now, hold on, because help is on the way. I see help coming. I'm pointing at somebody. Who is it that came to church tonight that's dug down in a situation and you can't get out of it? God sent me here from Indianapolis to Washington, D.C. to tell you I have not forgotten about you. I know your name. I know your address. I know where you live. I've taken your name. That's what the prophet said. And I've written it and engraved it in my hands. And God said, every time I get ready to do something, I see your name in the palm of my hand. And it's just a matter of time before I rescue you from your situation. Would you comfort your neighbor one more time and tell him help is on the way. I need five people to celebrate that. What if I told you if the praise was more intense, the help would come quicker? Oh, don't nobody need no help. 
Hallelujah. So we have to take off the veneer. Can I have about 10 minutes tonight? It's 839. Give me the 850. We got to take the mask off. Take the veneer off. Hello, somebody. If you dye your hair, just remember it's really gray. It's all right. Take the veneer off. And if you, if you won't take it off with other folk, take it off for yourself. Shakespeare, Shakespeare said, to thine own self be true. Don't lie to yourself. You got, you got, you, you, you got to get a grip on yourself. But the Bible says the heart is deceitful. Above all things, desperately wicked, who can let me tell you something. I heard the late Bishop Hancock say on a recording, he said, uh, you don't even know your own heart. <laughs> he said, you think you know it. He said, but you don't even know your own heart. He said, it does seem to me that your heart ought to at least tell you the truth. But he said, your heart is so wicked. It'll lie to you. It'll tell you you're right when you're wrong. Can I get a witness in here? It'll tell you he loves you when he really don't love you. I'm going to leave that alone. It's deceitful, desperately wicked. And so we have to work past the deceptiveness of our own flesh and our own heart. And somehow we must find a way to get in the presence of God. So he can give us a, a pure look at ourselves. I don't know about you. I don't want to live my life in deception. I don't want to think I'm saved and I'm on my way to hell. I don't want to be one of those that stand before the, the judgment throne of Jesus. And, 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 and I think I'm going to make it in. And he says, depart from me. I never knew you. Oh, Lord, in your name, we cast out demons. Lord, in your name, we laid hands on the sick and they recovered. Lord, in your name, we served in the choir, sang on the praise team, played the instruments. In your name, we stood in the pulpit and preached your word. But he said, depart from me. Do you know you can do ministry and not know Jesus? You can be in position and not know Jesus? I may not moan, but I feel like preaching tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can have office. You can be a presiding bishop. You can be a diocesan bishop. You can be a bishop on the board, a suffragan bishop, a district elder, a pastor of a church, a ministry leader, a worship leader, and not know God. I suspect that's why so many of our churches are, are not what they ought to be. Because we have too many people operating in capacity who don't know Jesus. They're not in relationship with Jesus. And then we have others <laughs> who used to know him. You don't have to leave the church to backslide. I want to preach tonight. I wish somebody would tell me to preach. You don't have to lead the church to backslide. 
I'm going to tell you, you don't have to be a whoremonger to backslide. You don't have to be a homosexual to backslide. You can sit right in the pew and slip out of relationship with God. You can, you can sit right in the pew and move into a realm of insensitivity. No wonder we don't treat each other right. We don't treat God right. I ain't going to get many amens now. No wonder. It's, not, it's so easy for us to fall out and not speak to each other. We rarely talk to God. time you really talked to him and then some of us don't talk to him y'all gonna pray with me for a while some of us don't talk to him because we're too busy preaching to him I'm gonna get in trouble here tonight you think every prayer oh lord I, I need you to he don't need you to preach to him I'm not messing with our ethnicity. I'm on some time and I pray, but, 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 but what is that? Preaching, preaching is foolishness. See how quiet it got? Oh, somebody said blasphemy. He said preaching is foolishness. It is. Well, why you preach? Because it pleases God. To use the foolishness of preaching. <laughs> Do you not know? We, should, we really shouldn't have to preach to you. To convince you that there is a God. You ought to wake up in the morning and see the sun and know that God is real. Why do we have to sit up here and put together a 45-minute message and write out notes to persuade you that there is a God when you're walking on ground that you don't own, breathing air that you didn't create, seeing with eyes that you didn't make? You ought to know there's a God. When you look in the mirror, you ought to open your mouth and say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Help me, Holy Ghost. There's a disconnect in the church. And it's not just preacher's fault. Because we like to blame everything on the pulpit. No, 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 no. It's all of our fault. Because we have not cultivated a relationship with God. We've lost our desire. Will y'all pray with me a minute? We've lost our yearning. Hmm? We've lost our passion. And we're just robotic. Going through the motions. Come to church to get out of church. 
How long are you going to preach tonight, Lord? When are you going to crank it up, Lord? Huh? Robotic. This empty ritual. Empty practice. A staleness. A form of godliness. But no power. I, as emotional as I am, I'd rather have less emotion and more power. Rather than God give me a pretty shout, I'd rather be the one that walks up to the gate called beautiful at the temple and say to the lame man in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Don't you want some power? I don't just want emotion and, and swaying. We got enough of that. I, I, don't put that out to church. Let me shout. Let me sing. But more than shouting and letting me sing, God, let me have some power. Give me the ability to get out of the boat and walk on the water. Who wants some power with God? Look at your neighbor and say, I want power with God. And I want you to say it with conviction. Open your mouth wide and say it again. I want. I want to be able to walk up to the mountain and say, move mountain. I want to lay hands on the sick and the sick actually recover. And they can go to the doctor and verify that Jesus is a healer. Want to be able to tread on scorpions. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. If I'm bitten by a snake, I want the power that Paul had on the Isle of Malik. And I can shake the viper off and keep on moving. If you serve God, there ought to be some signs about you. Oh, I need a little time. I wish somebody would tell me to take eight more minutes. Jesus was a hungry. I say this and close the text. He was a hungry. Do you remember that? That's how the Bible described him. He called him a hungry. That's ancient English. He was a hungry. He came toward the, the fig tree. He was a hungry. He came toward the fig tree and he was looking to eat. And when he got up on the tree, you know what the Bible says, there was nothing but leaves. All pretty but no fruit. Am I boring y'all tonight? Where is the fruit? I see leaves, but, but there are no figs. Adam and Eve covered themselves up with leaves. And people still, I wish I feel like preaching. 
we still covered ourselves up with leaves. <laughs> no fruit. And the Bible said Jesus cursed it. God don't curse me. Make me productive. Put me in a place where, where I have a connection with you. Train me, oh God, so that, so that I'm sensitive to the spirit. I want to hear. I want to hear. I want to hear your spirit. I can't make it without your spirit. It's in your spirit that we live. It's in your spirit that we move. It's in your spirit that we have our very being spirit of the living God. Fall fresh on me. Give me back the fire. Give me back the passion. Give me back the desire. Move out the dryness. Cleanse out the deadness. Give me that spirit that David had when he said that the heart of after the water brooks. My soul thirsteth after thee, O God. Well, I wish I had somebody that would tell your neighbor, I'm longing for a real move of God. I didn't hear y'all say it. I need you to say it loud enough so I can hear you say it. Open your mouth and tell your neighbor, I'm longing for a real move of God. He come, I'm Messiah. I've seen enough flesh. I've seen enough show. I'm tired of showmanship and gamemanship and politics in the house of God. I don't come to church to see flesh. I come to hear from God tonight. Who came to hear from the Lord tonight? Tell your neighbor, I didn't come to see you. You didn't come to church tonight just because the presider is in town. Who is the presider? The presider ain't nobody. God is on the throne. And that's why you got to check your attitude when you walk through the door. Don't come in any old kind of way. The king is on the throne. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Come into his courts. I wish I had three people that would just give him an instant praise right now. <laughs> Your neighbor, tell your neighbor what you're waiting on. Come that ain't that why we're here? 
Tell them you ain't got to get up. You ain't got to jump. Tell them you ain't got to twist. You ain't got to twirl. But say you can at least open up your mouth. You can't think of nothing to praise him for. You can't think of I'll give you something. He woke you up this morning. He started you on your way. Nobody ought to have to ask you to praise him. You ought to praise him all by yourself. He's high. He's lifted up. And he's worthy to be praised. I will praise him. I must praise him. I shall praise him. He come, I'm going to see you. You may be seated. He come, Aya. He come, almost here. Oh, I feel like blessing him. I feel like blessing him. I feel like. I feel like praising him. I came looking for a reason to praise him. How about you? I say, I came looking for a reason to praise him. And if I can't see nothing today, I'll go back into yesterday. When I think of the goodness of Jesus. You may be seated. Take your seat for a second. I'm not going to be long. The Lord told me last night, we've lost our sensitivity. That's the internal problem. I'm not even coming to beat up on the church. I came here to challenge the church. We're not as sensitive as we used to be. We're, we're more educated. We have more money. But we don't have that sensitivity. My mother used to say all the time, uh, uh, son, uh, don't be an educated fool. You can be book smart, but not God smart. Oh, I wish y'all would listen to me tonight. Am I doing all right like this? We've lost our, our God smartness. Those old saints were, were not well schooled. Their diction was bad. Their speech was bad. They couldn't add and subtract. But somehow they made it. Because what they couldn't find in the book, they found on their knees. There was, there was a nurse one time. No, she was a nun. I beg your pardon. She was a nun. And I know y'all think, you know, I'm getting in trouble. Y'all think that nuns can't be saved.
I say how quiet it is. Thank you. Because we think uh, apostolic Pentecostals own all of God. And, and let me tell you something. I am a proud apostolic Pentecostal. Jesus' name. I wouldn't want to be anything else. But God had to educate me to help me to understand that we don't own him. I'll, I'll go where I want to go. That's what God says. I'll save who I want to save. And you don't have to have apostolic on the church name for me to go in and save somebody. I wish I had me a praying church. <laughs> if I can save a Paul while he's persecuting the church, I can save anybody. There was this Catholic nun who served <laughs> in the Catholic church. And somebody told her about speaking in other tongues. And she spoke in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. We are not the Holy Ghost monitors. Well, y'all don't want me to talk. Y'all gonna make me preach because you want to be quiet. Tell your neighbor, you don't own the Holy Ghost. And while I'm at it, let me tell every altar worker in this church, you don't own the Holy Ghost. Sometimes we make altar, I, I feel like preaching, but I'm, we make altar workers feel bigger than what they are. They act like they got the eye and the finger to zap somebody and give them the, you don't give nobody the Holy Ghost. But I got to be there to witness. Do you? The evidence is for the one that's speaking. I'm getting in trouble up in here. People get saved at home. And you know how we used to do back in the day. They get saved at home. Oh, oh yeah, well, if he saved you once, he'll do it again. I, yeah, yeah, you spoke it. Come on and prove it to me. Who are you that? That somebody got to prove they're saved. My record is in heaven. My witness is on high. Oh, I wish I could preach here tonight. I need somebody to tell me to preach. That Catholic woman got filled with the Holy Ghost still served in the nunnery. And you know what? When you get the Holy Ghost, how many know it'll change your life? It'll shift the atmosphere. Oh, now, now, hear me. It won't get you out of that place, but it'll shift you in that place. And what you were going to run from, <laughs> God will take your Holy Ghost and keep you in the place that you were getting ready to run from and he'll change. He didn't get them out of the sea. The storm was raging. He just made the storm be quiet and said, peace be still. They were still in the, y'all ain't gonna talk to me. 
I want you to tell your neighbor this is for free. He can fix the place you're in right now. Oh, I feel like talking. I feel like prophesying. The Lord told me to tell somebody, now's not the time to quit your job. He said, I'm going to use the Holy Ghost in you. And I'm going to change the atmosphere around. You don't have to leave your home. God said, I can I ain't got no faith people in here. Look at your name and say, he can change it. He come, I'm going to see her. Who am I talking to tonight? He come, I feel change coming right now. I feel a change walking through the atmosphere. I feel a shift coming to your church, Pastor. This ain't the time to quit your pastorate. God say, if you stay there and be faithful, I'm going to send my spirit and I'm going to visit your church. And I'm going to turn around what you can't turn around. I'm going to fix what you can't fix. I'm going to make better what you can't make better. There's power in the Holy Ghost. So this nun. In the Catholic Church. God started giving her words of knowledge. She started walking in a prophetic mantle, Bishop Spinks. And somebody, <laughs> they started seeing God dealing with her. And they asked her, they said, how do you be knowing stuff? Uh -huh. <laughs> and a little Catholic nun said, she said, I know in my knower. You'll get that on the way home. She said, I know in my knower. I don't know it in my brain. I didn't figure it out in my brain. But when I got the Holy Ghost, his spirit attached to my spirit. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Who in this room has been in a hellish situation and there was no logical way out, but you woke up in the morning and said, I got a feeling that everything is going to be all right. Look at your name and say, the Holy Ghost told me. If it ain't yours, it's mine. Because everybody who's here tonight, this is your word tonight. Look at your neighbor and say, the Holy Ghost done told me that everything is going to be all right. I thought five people would praise the Lord for that. I'm going to fix it when you don't know how to fix it. I'm going to turn it around when you don't see a turnaround coming. I'm going to bless you with a peace that don't make no sense. Turn around and tell three people I speak peace over your life. Y'all not doing it. must not be doing it because I thought somebody would be rejoicing. Find you a fourth person and tell them I speak peace over your life. Tell them the devil is a liar. 
I speak peace over your life. Peace over your family. Peace over your children. I don't have time to really preach this message. Don't have time to really tell this whole story. I wish I had time to walk you through 2 Chronicles chapter 5. I tell you about David and I tell you how God had set up David. But I don't have time to walk through the richness of his history. But God put David in a place. He established him as king over all of Israel. He anointed him the first time to give him a sense of where his destiny was. Anointed him in the fields of Jesse. Thank God to be king over all of Israel. But I told, I came to tell somebody tonight, get ready for the second anointing. I can't get no, I can't get no help in the house. Look at your neighbor and say, hey neighbor. Get ready for a second anointing. And tell him the second anointing means that fulfillment is about to come. I thought 10 people would get happy when I said it's about to be fulfilled. That thing that you've been praying for. Can I get a witness in here? That prayer that you've been calling out day after day and night after night the Lord told me to tell you tonight because you came to church I'm getting ready to send a second anointing and I'm about to bring it to pass I need somebody to point somewhere in the sanctuary let God guide your finger and shout out and say it's about to come to pass He said, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to work it out for you. I'm getting ready. Can I preach tonight? I'm going to send you a ridiculous blessing. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, how ridiculous will that second anointing be? ridiculous will that second blessing be tell them eyes haven't seen winds haven't heard the Lord told me to tell somebody at all I'm about to blow your mind I'm going to give you an anointing like you've never had before that's what it did with David he got anointed the first time in the fields of Jesse's pasture but when God anointed him the second time he had come through some experience and that's why you ought to praise God for all of the mess that you've had to come through all of that trouble that you've been in God told me to tell you I was setting you up I feel like preaching I was setting you up for your next anointing will you help me work the message act like you're a preacher and point your finger at somebody get a 
a little twitch in your shoulder and say, the Lord told me to tell you all that I took you through. I was setting you up for your Hebron anointing. I was setting you up for your second anointing. That's why I can sing the song for every mountain you brought me over. For every valley you took me through. I wish I had five people that would wave your hand to heaven and say, I give you praise. Thank you for the liars. Thank you for the backbiters. Thank you for the haters. Thank you for the mistreaters. Thank you for my pain. Thank you for my struggle. Because if I never had a problem, I wouldn't know that God could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God could do. To put your hand on your hip of your sister. I dare you to put your hand behind your back if you're a brother and say, If I never had a problem, I would know that God could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God could do. around. 
bless me. He's going to give me houses that I didn't build. He's going to give me vineyards that I didn't plant. I just heard God tell me to tell somebody I'm not through blessing you. I wish I had some takers. Do I have some takers that'll help me prophesy? Would you tell the person behind you that I just heard the preacher tell me to tell you I'm not through blessing you. I got a second anointing. I got a second win. I got a second move. I'm not T.D. Jakes, but he told me to tell tonight. Get ready, get ready. I can't hear nobody. Get ready. Get ready. I can't hear you. Got to say it with me. Get ready, get ready. Look at somebody. Say it like you're tearing for the Holy Ghost. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready. You're getting ready to break forth. You're going to break out on the left. You're going to break out on the right. Walls are going to come tumbling down. That thing that has evaded you. That thing that slipped through your fingers. God said, I shall restore. I can't get no help here. But you got to learn how to hear the voice of God. I heard the Bible say that when he got anointed, he had to practice hearing God's voice just as soon as he had the second anointing. Here come the Philistines trying to challenge an anointing. And he prayed and said, Lord, what shall I do about the Philistines? And God said, go on down. The battle is yours. I need you to tell your neighbor you can win this fight. Y'all ain't saying it. Will you help me preach tonight? Tell somebody else. I don't care what your enemy is. I don't care what you're dealing with. Tell them God brought you to church tonight to tell you you can win this fight. Just listen to my voice. I'll tell you how to fight. I'll tell you what weapon to use. I'll tell you when to move. I'll tell you when to sit down. I'll tell you when to stand up. I wish I had somebody that wanted to hear God's voice that would look up to heaven and have an Oprah Winfrey moment and say, speak, Lord. Speak to me. Oh, I wish I had somebody. I wish I had. Can I have two more minutes? I wish I had somebody that would throw their head back and have a color purple moment and say, speak, Lord. Speak to me. I'm in a place. I need to hear your voice. I'm in a place. I need your direction. You told me that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And if I let you order my steps, you'll give me back up. Because it said, surely goodness and mercy 
shall follow me all the days of my life. He prayed and he overcame his enemy. He had victory for a minute. But then a little while later, here come the enemy again. Here come the Philistines again. And they challenged David. Thank God a second time. But it didn't take God for granted. If you prayed the first time, you got to pray the second time. Men ought to always pray and not faint. Pray without ceasing. Pray until heaven moves. Pray until you hear the voice of God. And the Bible tell me he prayed the second time. He didn't take God for granted. I know he gave me the victory the last time, but I don't know how God's going to do it this time. And so he prayed a second prayer. And when he prayed that second prayer, the Bible tells me that God spoke to David and said, this time, don't go down to the battlefield. This time, don't pick up your weapon. I need somebody to help me close this message and look your neighbor in the eye and say, hey, neighbor, I got a word from the Lord. He told me to tell you that this time I'm going to give you the victory, but I'm going to do it a different way. This time I'm going to show you a more excellent way. This time I'm going to show you my glory. This time I'm going to show you my power. He said, David, stand still. Don't take up a sword. Don't take up a shield. Don't send out your mighty men. Just step back and let God do it. I wish somebody would help me preach. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, when I speak to you, I want you to move. Say, step on back and let God do it. Get out of God's way. God said, I want to bless you, but you're in my way. He said, I want to work it out, but you're in my way. I want to fix it for you, but you're trying to fix it yourself. But he said, wow, you're trying to figure it out. I don't know already. Worked it out. When you hear the sound, let me hear sound. When you hear sound of a going in the top of the mulberry tree, understand that the victory is already yours. I wish I could preach. I wish somebody would help me preach tonight and say, hey, neighbor, I don't hear nobody. Go down in your belly. Look at your neighbor. Pull up your preaching voice and say, hey, neighbor, I'll hear a sound. I hear a sound. I hear a sound. 
Michael was coming. Gabriel was coming. The Lord told me to tell you, this time, I'm going to get to the battle before you arrive. Nobody will help me preach tonight. But when you help me preach, when you tell three people, the Lord said, I done already fought for you. I done already brought your enemy down. Six, seven hands and tell them the work is already done. Y'all ain't moving. Six, seven hands. seated. I'm trying to stop, but I feel like shouting. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. I done already been to your job. It's already done. I done stepped by your house. It's already done. I paid your family a visit. It's already done. I'm in your children's ear. It's already Sometimes I lay awake at night 
but that's all right. I know Jesus. Jesus. I need to hear say Jesus. After a while, come on, clap your hands. Trouble in my way. I gotta cry sometimes. So much trouble. I have to cry sometimes. Tell your neighbor I lay awake at night. I know Jesus. I know Jesus. I know Jesus. After a while, stepped in the furnace. Long time ago, Meshach and Shadrach and a bit go. Look at your name and tell them they weren't worried. This I know. Ah, Jesus. Jesus is fixing. I wish I had somebody to clap their hands. Jesus. Jesus. Let me hear say Jesus. Let me hear you say Jesus. Let me hear you say Jesus. After a while. He'll fix it. 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 After a while. Put your hand together. Just bless him. Just bless him. Just bless him. This is the altar call. This is the altar call. You forgive me for taking so long. This is all to call. This is all to call. Mm. Mm. Please don't leave if you don't have to. Bishop, I pray I'm in order. This is all to call. This is all to call. Not going to make a long altar call. If you need Jesus tonight, you can come. Who? This little lady want to get baptized in Jesus' name. Her mama says it's okay. 
that might be the next evangelist. Ikamama Messiah. Who's here? Who's here? Who's in that East Sanctuary? Ikama. That needs to come. Who's in that East Sanctuary? You need to come. You're in that East Sanctuary. Dial that number right now. You can get saved where you are. You can get baptized in Jesus' name where you are. Either there, you can make an appointment to come. You're in this room. You need Christ in your life. If you're a backslider, you need to come to the altar. You don't have the Holy Ghost, you can come. You've never been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you can come. And again, if you're a backslider, you can come. mountain you brought me over for every storm you brought me through for this I give you praise Say it one more time, praise team. Swell it and say it. Swell it, swell it. For every mountain. Hallelujah. You brought me over. Oh, for every trial. Oh, you see me through. Everybody standing who's able to stand. If you can't stand, I understand. I want you to lift your hands and say it. Say it with the praise team, please. Ask us to do something. 
tonight. I don't want to ask you to do something necessarily beyond your comfort zone. But if you feel the Lord in this place, let's shout hallelujah. He's here tonight. He's with this council. And he's here for you tonight. I want to challenge us to formulate some prayer rings. Right where you are, just some prayer rings. If you're comfortable holding hands, hold hands. If you're not, just lay hands on your neighbor's shoulder very gently. Whatever you're comfortable doing. Whatever you're comfortable doing. But make some kind of connection. He come on, I'll see ya. Here's what I'm going to ask us to do. I feel the Lord in this place. He wants to bless somebody tonight. We have to do this together to make contact with him. The Lord spoke in my spirit last night and he speaks in my spirit again tonight that we need clarity. We need to hear his voice clearly. And we need connection with him like never before. And so tonight, I remind you of what John told his disciples concerning Jesus. He said he, he must increase, but I must decrease. Tonight, I want you to pray for your brothers and sisters like never before. That God would revive, restore the connection and give clarity and revelation of his will and not only revelation but fulfillment of his will like never before i'm going to count to three and i want you to pray your best prayer let your neighbor hear you praying let the holy ghost direct your tongue and ask god to come in and move in a mighty way Open your mouth and start praying right now. Come on. Raise the level of your voice. So Let your neighbor hear you interceding. Come on, saints. The devil must be defeated. Lord, send your power. Be ba 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 saya. Send your power, Lord. Send your So come on, saints, and pray. Come on, saints, and pray. 
Satan, the blood is against you. Oh, Jesus. Come on in the room. Come on in the room. Come on in. Oh! Revive us. Restore us. Repair us. God, oh, Jesus. Give us revelation. Give us insight, Lord. Give us the victory. Oh! Break every yoke. Break every yoke. The fullness of your will. The power of your manifestation. Satan, the blood is against you. We can have it tonight. If God said it's mine, it's mine. Jesus! Oh, I wish somebody would pray. Squeeze that hand and say the blood of Jesus. Squeeze that hand. The blood still works. The blood still works. The blood. The blood. Ah, the blood. He come up, 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 Victory, Lord. Send victory, Lord. Victory to our house. Victory to our family. Victory to our churches. Victory to our children. Victory in our marriages. Ah, Jesus. Now I dare you to praise it. Praise him like it's already done. Don't play with it. I dare you to praise him. Give him an apostolic praise. Give him a Jesus name praise. Give him a Holy Ghost praise. Oh, open up your mouth. You don't act like he fixed it. I dare you to act like he fixed it. I dare you to act like he fixed it. Oh, Jesus. Go ahead and praise him. Put your hand together and praise him. Open your mouth wide and praise him. The devil is alive.
some praises. I wish I had some praises. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Yes! I'm gonna leave it alone, but look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you help me praise him, for my victory, I'll help you praise him for your victory. Cause when the praises go up, ah, the blessing.
may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You may be seated. I'm headed to my seat. I see chains falling off. I see chains falling off. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm headed to my seat.
I feel something. I feel something in the house. I feel something in the house. I feel something in the house. Bless you. The Lord bless you. I want you to go home looking for a change when you leave this council. I don't know how many will believe it. I'm not a hocus-pocus preacher. But while you were praising the Lord tonight, I saw demons running away from your house. I saw. I saw. your neighbor and tell him you just intimidated the devil with your praise they running away look at those devils running look at them running you. I want you to help me do something tonight. How many are happy for Ark? How many are happy for Ark? You got, God is doing something in our, what he does in this council. I, I feel like prophesying tonight. He's going to do it in your church. Get ready for a visitation in your church, Pastor. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. I want to ask us to do something tonight. 
gave 200 in the first offering. I'm going to give 200 in this offering. I want to challenge every pastor and leader tonight. I know you've given. But I feel, I feel a, a special presence tonight. And I want to ask every pastor and leader who can, I want you to stretch yourself and give God another $100 seed. Quickly as you can get it, I want you to come and plant it on the altar. Even if you're giving digitally, I'm going to ask control room to put the digital methods of giving back on the screen. Uh, Pastor Porter, would you text Cheryl? Tell her to send another 200. She should have sent 200 for the first offering. Not asking pastors and leaders for 200. If you can give 100, give 100. I want to ask everybody else in this room. We're not putting anybody on the spot. Everyone else in this room, it's not a seed of manipulation. You can't pay God for his blessings. But we can tell him thank you. And I want to ask everybody who will, if you just feel the Lord in a special way, I want you to get a $25 seed. You're not a pastor. You're not a council leader. I want you to get a $25 seed. Bring it to the altar. Even if you're giving to your phone, I want you to just bring your phone and tap the altar. Just bring your phone and tap the altar, whatever your device is. If it's your credit card, bring your credit card and tap the altar. Take it over and swipe it if you need. Who will respond tonight? Who will respond? Let's bless Ark. Let's bless Ark. Let's make your bishop's job easier to carry forth the work of the Lord. Just bring it and give it. Bring it and give it. Bring it and give it. Pastor Porter, tell us that's a second 200. Thank you. Bring it and give it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. Now, nobody's left out. You may not have 100. You may not have 25. I just want to challenge everybody to sow your best seed, whatever that is. God will honor that if that's your sacrifice as if it were $200 or more. It may be more than that $200 if that's your sacrifice. I want to challenge everyone. Bring a seed of thanksgiving tonight. Bring a seed of thanksgiving. Turn you to the hands of our vice chair and or our bishop.
Glory to God. Pastors and ministers, right after the service, any pastor who would like to join us, we extend the invitation to you as well in the academy, which is right through these doors to your immediate right for a little reception repast right after.